0: Hey, Bookworms, do I have a deal for you? Right now, the Flight Attendant Joe series is available on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo. That's Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts, Flight Attendant Joe, and I'm Just Here for the Layovers. Available on ebook and paperback. And here's a little secret that I don't want you to tell anyone, all right? This is just between us. Right now, each ebook is only $2.99. I know, I know. But I did not fall and hit my head. I know exactly what I'm doing. And each one is $2.99 right now. The Flight Attendant Joe series, available on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo. If you're looking for an inappropriate laugh, I've done all the work for you. All you have to do is sit back, read, and enjoy. If you enjoy listening to the Grounded with Joe Thomas podcast, please consider becoming a patron today. Visit www.patreon.com slash Thomas. There's multiple tier levels, and each one of them comes with access to the Friday Debrief, which is a short little podcast episode I record on Friday mornings for patrons only. Of course, the podcast is always going to be free on all your podcast apps, but if you want to become a supporter and a patron of the podcast, you can. And just visit www.patreon.com grounded with Joe Thomas. Hey guys, Joe Thomas here. Are you like me? All summer long, I've been just anticipating and excited about the idea of traveling again. I just want to get out. I want to do something. I don't, When my husband asks me to go check the mail, I'm excited, okay? I think just getting out of the house and doing something is the most exciting thing right now. I am so thrilled about the idea of being able to travel again, that I'm planning my vacations out until 2025, just so I could look at them on a piece of paper and have something that I can look forward to. If you are right there too, and you're excited about travel, I want you to check out Robert and Edgar from The Getaway Guys. I have known Robert for over a decade, and he is very passionate about getting you the best deal for your vacation. They cater to airline employees, their parents, and airline retirees, and I don't know if you know this, but I am an airline retiree, and I'm gonna be checking out their website when it's time for me to book my next vacation. They can get great low interline rates with no booking fee, no booking fee. Ladies and gentlemen, that means all that money that you would have been paying for a booking fee is just cash in your pocket, in your wallet, in your purse, that you could spend when you're traveling and exploring and having the adventure of a lifetime and LGBTQ plus travelers, I fall into that category as well. They're authorized sellers of Vicaya, Atlantis, and RSVP vacations. They're a one-stop shop. You could do everything on their website, hotel, flights, car rentals, vacation packages. I want you to follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Getaway Guys Travel, and then go over to their website, thegetawayguys.com and start looking for your next adventure because they're gonna be there ready to book it for you. Again, that's thegetawayguys.com. Check them out now. Please do it. You deserve it. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 58 of Grounded with Joe Thomas. Today on the show, I'm bringing back an OG guest from episode number five that aired on February 11th, 2020, on the episode Joe and Talk. Nope, that's not it. Joe and Ryan Talk Politics. Today, it's Joe and Ryan Talk Election 22. And Ryan comes on to discuss with me how he came to the decision. God, I can't even speak today. I'm so excited. The decision to vote for Joe Biden instead of Donald Trump. He voted for Donald Trump in 2016. And in February, we talked about how he felt about it. And now after the pandemic, he came on and we talked about why he chose that, how he feels about the future. It was so honest and raw. And I really appreciated that we could have this conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Ryan to the show. rock man that's rock baby ryan's on the show today ryan welcome back to grounded with joe thomas now sir welcome yeah it's good to
1: be here it's uh definitely gonna be a fun conversation we'll see uh how much more interesting than last time
0: well you know the last time you're on the show it was february 20 february 11th it was um episode number five and now this is like episode number 58 yeah. Or is wow. it 57? Yeah. God, I don't even know anymore. It's one of those. Um, oh. But yeah. So welcome back. You know, somebody just messaged me like two weeks ago and said, I hope you're going to have Ryan back on after the election. And I was like, "Apps, actually, I am. So this is really cool. Well,
1: I'm glad I could make someone's. Uh Someone's hopes and dreams come true. Oh, dreams, I don't know about. Hopes, yeah.
0: You have fans. <laughs> you have you have fans from this podcast, which is very exciting.
2: It's a little scary. Are,
0: <laughs> all right, so are you ready for some difficult questions? Yeah. No. It, <laughs> That's my Leslie Stahl joke. Are you ready for some difficult <laughs> questions? Are you ready for some hard <laughs> questions? No, I'm not. Um <laughs> So, yeah let's, yeah, let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. So when you were on the show in February, we talked about how you had voted for Donald Trump in 2016 because it was really a vote against Hillary Clinton.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you regret yep. that? Do you regret that choice today?
1: Um, You know, it, it's really hard. I, I go back and forth on that. I was actually thinking about that today uh, just a little bit. Uh, in anticipation of the show. And, um, you know, 2016 was as much a referendum against her Mm -hmm. uh, as my vote this year was a referendum against him, uh, which is, uh, so so it's hard to say that that I regret it. I think it served the purpose, although many of the uh, secondary results, if you want to call it that, um, such as things that he's done while he's in office or not done while he's been in office, uh, definitely sour that milk.
0: Exactly. So what do you, um, so will you share with us who you voted for this year or no?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, uh, I very, very proudly went in there and I was a ticket supporter. I voted for Biden and then, you know, I voted on merit down the board below him down ballot, but yeah, I, I mean, I went in there ready to go and uh, and did something I never did in my entire adult life, and that is vote for someone other than a Republican uh, in a in a seat uh, that high up.
0: Mm. What makes you, you know, my grandparents were the same way. They were very, they were down the ticket Democrats. They voted for every and they were older, so they were the old, old school Democrats that were actually racists. Do you remember? Do you know about that? Do you know about? Oh yeah, the Dixie, the Southern Dixiecrats. But my family wasn't from the South. They were from New England. But I promise you, and they're all dead. Thankfully, they couldn't vote. Um, They (laughs) what they. Would all of them? My mom, my grandfather, my grandmother—they would have all voted for Trump because, underneath all of their skin layers, they were deep-seated racists. Um. Yeah, so I understand I, that. But what made you? How did it feel breaking that tradition? Because you obviously probably learned that from your family voting all on one ticket.
1: You know, you you, you you'd be surprised to know that uh, they're definitely uh it is some history behind uh not voting down the party line in some places uh believe it or not my dad was uh you know for the most part a fairly conservative person but there were some times uh specifically uh the 96 election actually my dad uh voted for bill clinton
2: Mm. Um, yeah
1: so uh there there is uh there is a little bit of juice there to that that one um, but it felt really, uh, refreshing actually. Um, you know, it, it, do I agree with, you know, everything that backs policy that, uh, Biden got elected on? No. Uh, but at the same time, we really, there's nowhere to go but up from where we are right now. I mean, it's just, you know, you look at the state of our country and, you know, the, the, the Wall Street people that are playing around in their investment accounts, they might have a different viewpoint on that, um, you know, but those of us that have to get up and, you know, go to work every day, it's, it's a really sad state of affairs right now. I think there's so much, so much riding on this election and what's going to happen, uh, you know, once he finally does take office, that it's just, it's unbelievable.
0: You know, I'm I'm glad that you stated, like, you don't agree with all the policies that Biden and Harris are bringing to the table or whatever, but you felt like we could only, there's only one way to, go. like, we've reached rock bottom. So, you know, you can't go any further than rock bottom, but I think with Donald Trump, you actually can. Um, but how you know and you said you and you it felt good to vote for them but what is it the what is the thing that made you like switch off and say yeah i can't vote for trump again
1: you know i I was already really teetering on the fence and going back and forth in my own personal thoughts uh last time uh you so graciously had me on the show Uh, but COVID 19 uh just Seeing what it did, uh, not only to people uh, that ended up ill or passing away because we just didn't control it appropriately, uh, but also just what this back and forth and not really taking any sort of really definitive action on it as a country uh, has done uh, to the larger scale economy. Uh, and particularly the airline industry, you know, that, that's someplace that uh, resonates for both you and I
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, greatly. So many of our brothers, sisters, and friends are, you know, they're wondering if they're going to have a job, you know, at some point next year. And many of them have already, you know, <laughs> they're out there doing something other than, and, uh, you know, a big piece of my decision definitely rode on that because, Uh, you know, call it what you want to call it, but the airline industry is absolutely a utility. So as as important as it is for these people to have jobs because of our own personal affiliations with the industry, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the more flexible and robust the airline industry is, the more flexible and robust our country is uh, because so much moves back and forth. I mean, you just think about uh, organ transplants, you know, it sounds like, you know, those are things you don't really think about, but nine times out of 10, you know, that stuff like that's riding on a commercial flight to get to where it needs to be, and you don't have the availability of frequency, so what does that do to something like that?
0: Mm. So, like, that's really digging in deep. Like, the fact that the current administration did not handle this pandemic as well as they should have trickles all the way down to, oh, my goodness, now flights aren't going out, and there's a problem, like the airline industry is suffering and people could not be getting their needed organs. I never even thought of that.
1: Yeah, it's, you you know, when you take it down to a very micro level, you know, if you really want to dig, those are things that are, those are things that are affected, you know? Same thing, you know, on the converse side, you know, people want to argue that when a conservative's in office and generally speaking, they're correct. Um, You know, oil prices at the retail level um, go down. So does the consumer price of certain types of things, because a lot of, you know, plastics made from oil, right? So, you know, manufacturing costs go down. Same thing can be said here on this side about the airline industry. There is, you know, the butterfly effect is a very real thing. Uh, You know, it goes a lot further than most people actually give credit to.
0: Now, if you weren't in the airline industry... Do you, and you weren't affected like this, just the idea of it being so down, like digging through and saying, wow, people who need, you know, specific organs being transported across the country aren't getting them. If that didn't affect you, do you think you would still have that feeling regarding? how um the administration and i'm not just calling out donald trump which i will later i'm not but i will i will give me a minute but i blame all those fuckers i blame them all because nobody has nobody has the balls to say hey trump you're fucking up and i don't care if you have anything against me um hundreds of thousands of Americans are dying. So stop calling it a hoax and tell people to put on a fucking mask. That's all. Dude, if he would have did that, if he would have said, this is this is serious, put on a mask, I'm going to help you, he would be president-elect.
1: Yeah. Um, you know what? I, I, I'm not saying that we would have 100% solved the COVID problem because you're seeing the bounce occur right now in Europe. Uh, Italian friends of mine in Northern Italy are, you know, are posting about it on their social media. There's a little bit of a sense of fear as they start to shut things down to kind of re-control the bounce here. But they had a really good seven months or so of functionality in their society that we have none of in terms of consistency. And you look at where I live down here in Florida, and we're just trucking along like, you know, Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But you know, you talk to people that are in the medical field that actually work in the hospital. And it's like, yeah, okay. You know, Chad, the 23 year old that's partying at elbow room, it's not going to affect them too bad. Right. But then there's people like myself who have an disease. I'm young. You wouldn't, you wouldn't guess I would be in that risk category. Right. But mm-hmm. I can't go do that because if I end up in the hospital, the question is, do I come out on wheels or do I come out on my feet?
2: Right. right. Yeah. And there's
1: so much of that. And there's, you know, to, to not take it seriously because you're worried about the select few of the business owners. And I get it. The economy is it's a critical factor. It's the cornerstone of my voting habits, generally speaking. But this is different because guess what, man? <laughs> you can't take money to the debt to the deathbed.
0: Right. You can't. You can't. You could can just leave it for me. Now,
1: yeah. hey, well, you know, well, in February, you are in my world, they, you know. I'll admit that, oh my God! Now,
0: I'm going to leave you. <laughs> listen, I'll leave you my JetBlue 321 Neo plane that I got as a retirement gift. Would you like that? Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: you, you, you know, you know how to short my shorts, man.
0: <laughs> oh my God! But when you were on the show in February. I remember us talking about, like, who, how you were going to vote, and you did not know. And, of course, this was pre-pandemic. And mm-hmm. I, um, I remember you saying, like, yeah, I just don't know if it's Biden, maybe, but I don't know. Now, how did you feel when he got the nomination? Uh, you know, I kind of came to this, and it's not
1: that I dislike Biden, my greatest concerns with Biden lying. Number one, he's got forty-eight years in in the Beltway. Granted, he really his results kind of show that he isn't as tainted as most people that have spent that long in the Beltway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think that Buttigieg was judge was still definitely be my preferred choice because he really is a rookie. Um, but I was okay with it. Okay. I was okay with it. I think I, I, I think the decision process that the Democratic Party um, went through, you know, its voters in the primaries and whatnot, um, they balanced things very well. They went with, you know, the known variable there. You know, you're talking about someone who's, who was vice president for eight years, you know, and, and was very active in the political world prior to that. Mm-hmm. He wasn't at, you know, Comparatively speaking, you know, when you look back at his previous boss, Barack Obama, right? Until a year and a half prior to the 2008 election, people were like, who? Right? Right. But Joe Biden's name is on, is on so much legislation over the nearly 50 years that at least you, you, you haven't known there. And that was comforting. Mm. Uh, so, you know, uh, was I a little disappointed? Yeah because my decision at that point was basically already made up that I wasn't voting for Trump again, even though I wasn't publicizing that. Right. Um, but, you know, it was, it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I can deal with that. And even going back as far as, you know, in 2016, right after I voted for Trump, you know, every, you know, all the media groups, they put together these kind of legacy films and they talk about the previous administration and it's all well, mm-hmm. glory and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, uh, Biden going out of office left me a little bit like, wow, I hope I hear more about him in the future because he really, you know, it, it, it's not spin. He really is a very average dude. Right. Uh, you know, uh, case in point, uh, I actually, uh, w- when I was with Jeff Liu, you know, I went down and helped them open up Philadelphia and then came back via train. And the train that I was actually getting on, he had just gotten off. I'd found out, and that was, to me was just absolutely wild, um, because Vice President of the United States is riding the friggin' Amtrak. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. I think. Yeah. He does. He used to do that. He would. Um. He would go back and forth on the Amtrak.
1: Yeah. No. He did. Like you know, that's that's one thing. Like you know, he voted the way he lived. You know, and does well now. can now he's a captive of the Secret Service. But yeah.
0: <laughs> but the the argument that Donald Trump made and a lot of Republicans are, yeah, he's been in the he's been in the government for forty eight years, and they say he hasn't done much. You know, you know did you watch the presidential debates?
1: I did. Okay. Um, I, I watched it very uh, with a very leery eye though you know it, it all of my expectations were generally met so to speak with regard to what I could hope to learn or see up until the point where Donald Trump realized that someone was actually going to use a mute button against him and act like an adult
0: that made so, him act, but, that made him act like an adult He had to be he had to be threatened that he was going to be muted to act like an adult.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it was absolutely pathetic. You know, that is the most appropriate word is pathetic.
0: So, yeah, you know, when I watched those, I thought Joe did fine. You know, he has a stutter. And the one thing that would get me upset was when people would mock his stuttering. Oh, he's senile. He doesn't know what he's saying. And I'm like, have you fucking listened to Donald Trump in the last four years? The, I'm, tra- like, Trump I'm like, stop it. Words. Just he knows twenty words. One of them is great. So he really knows uh-huh. 19 words. Um, and I just thought <laughs> you're just you're just you're just attacking him. Now, here's my thing. You you know and the world knows, I despise Donald Trump more than I despise my pedophile father because he only fucked me. But Donald Trump has fucked this country.
1: The world the world so let's think about let's talk about the paris accord
0: i would have listen there's bitches on other planets that were probably going to come stop here in the last four years and i wouldn't stop my you know you remember that big rock that they thought was was a rock no that was a spaceship probably coming to stop and say hey we're gonna give you some technology but y'all still like monkeys so we're done
1: yeah, I know. It just completely ruins my dreams of being probed like fire in the sky the movies. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I, I was going to vote for... I would never have voted for Donald Trump, ever. Just like there's so many people in 2016 that would not have voted for Hillary Clinton, no matter what. Like when Donald Trump said I could shoot somebody in Fifth Avenue, and I was like, nobody's going to vote for him, and he won. So... There was nothing I was gonna do. And I'll be honest with you, Joe Biden was not my first choice. My first, my first, first choice was Kamala. Then when she dropped out, I jumped onto Pete. You know, it's like when I was in my 20s and I would go to the gay bar. When one didn't work out, I'd jump on the other one. And then, you know, and then, and I still love Pete. And I think he's gonna get a great position in the cabinet under Joe Biden. But um, Joe Biden was not my first choice. But I thought, you know what? When Joe Biden speaks, And when he's on the television, I'm not embarrassed. Even if he stutters or he says one little thing that's off, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Because for four years, I have been battered by ignorance at the highest level. Does that make any sense? No,
1: uh, a thousand percent. I mean, our bar has been set so low. Uh overall, and that's not a knock on Joe Biden. I actually I'm scrolling through eight hours ago, Joe Biden posts on Twitter. Uh I spent the morning with the co chairs of my COVID nineteen council, so on and so forth. And I actually retweeted that with the caption. Now this is a president whose Twitter I'm enjoying the notification from for that exact reason. Right. Um, it, well it, it's just
0: look at that. Look at that. It's he got he won on Saturday and I'm not going to play these games with these crazy people are like, we don't know. No, he won. That's how it works. Um, And he already was like on Monday, I'm putting my team together to tackle this COVID-19. I'm like, Holy shit. You're not even president. We still have like 72 days and you're already getting ready to jump in and try to help mitigate this and help us. And this other fuck, is still like it's not real as 125,000 cases have been taken. So I'm already like, oh, yeah, I made the best decision.
1: Oh, uh, totally. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. You know, two points here uh, in response to Uh, number one, when Donald Trump was elected, I don't even think within himself he believed he was going to get elected because most of his policy-based appointments that, traditionally speaking the president of the United States already kind of has at least a general idea top three for each seat right
2: mm-hmm. I
1: mean he had to go out there and start making phone calls like hey man you want to be in my in my cabinet like the only person that was really unknown and was a huge turnoff to those of us that are you know major airline veterans veterans and you know a TWA junkie like me Carl Icon, like that was immediately a turnoff for me just because of what that guy did to TWA. I mean, I get it. The guy's all about his money. But that was about the only person that anyone knew anything about on Trump's cabinet. Biden, has, I mean, we're walking into January 20th. On January 21st, we have a very different country uh, yeah. in terms of our capability to address issues. It's not that, you know, anyone that believes that a light switch is going to flip. And on January 21st, America is just going to, you know, that reset button. Oh, they're joking. They're
0: They're lying to themselves. They're lying to... These last four... This man, this Donald Trump man, has done so much... And this is what people don't understand. Like, he has done... Or maybe they do. He has done so much damage to this country and to us as individuals, even just interacting together. It's going to take a long time. And don't even get me started on the Supreme Court, because... You know, two-year-olds right now are going to be dealing with some of those fuckers when they're like 40. Oh, yeah. Uh, that here's that fucking um, Handmaid's tailed chick who was a handmaid at her religion cult, that makes my balls want to fall off.
1: <laughs> so it's not all the fun you had in your 20s, huh? No, <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Oh, my God, no. I mean, if that was the case, my balls would have fell off when I was 32.
1: i'm the renaissance man in that sense i'm just waiting
2: Um,
0: (laughs) god oh your balls won't fall off um they you know what it's science like hey hey this is where science works they don't fall off just like that
2: (laughs) you know actually you
0: have to take you have to have some person rip them off or have them surgically removed unless you're a leper (laughs) oh god jesus christ um but yeah like and I kind of want to not, you know, it's so hard. I was like, all right, when I get Ryan on the show, I don't want to talk too much about Trump individual, like Trumpism. And but it's so hard because you can't even have a conversation anymore without his name coming up. And on Saturday night, I was like, you know what? I can't fucking wait till January comes because I want to go a couple months without even thinking of the president. Do your job. Stay off Twitter, you know, like do you ever feel like that? Because I have this vision of oh. like it's almost orgasmic. Like, I don't even want to know about them for a while.
1: I yeah, I mean, here's the thing. We're gonna have, we're gonna be able to look at things in a very forward-looking and optimistic viewpoint. But the, the Trump hangover, um, that's that's what I'm calling it, is uh oh, that's good. I like it, that. It, it, it it's gonna last. For a while because there's a lot of things you got to clean up i mean we walked away from things like paris accord the world health organization we pissed off all of europe you know and, and and it's not that i i don't believe in the America second to none theory still and i don't love my country and believe in exceptionalism i do um but i also believe in having the humility um, to work in the same playing field, right? You know, everyone goes back and says, oh, we're, you know, the reigning world war champions twice in a row and blah, 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 blah. Um, we can't even kick a disease's ass right now. Like, oh, yeah. So what good is that? Yeah. What good is it? There's no good to it. Who cares what we did in the past? Right now, right now, we're a results-driven society and uh, our results speak for themselves.
0: You know... I love my country, I love America, Um, I'm a citizen. I have a different outlook though, or I look at the country differently probably than you do because I look at the country like, I've only been legally married for five years, or seven years. or I've been married in Connecticut since 2005, but I had to fight to get my marriage federally recognized. I lived in Florida, when a gay person couldn't adopt children oh god i've had a half a martini and i can't even say the word children maybe that's my body rejecting my body saying joe you were never going to fuck and adopt children anyway so settle down but you know i think i look at this country like yeah it's great i love my favorite fa- i love freedom of speech it's my favorite thing it's our number one thing um but i have this love hate relationship with this country And I will admit that because as much as I love it, it hasn't been fucking easy. And I'm a white dude. So imagine how it's been for somebody who's not white, whether they're a woman, a man. And in the last four years, we have not made it any different, any easier for people who could be different.
1: No, we, we, you were a thousand percent correct. And um, and it's and it's interesting. Uh, kind of going to a more personal side. Obviously, you know this. Some of the listeners may not, and some of my other friends may not. Um, that will listen to this. You still have divorce. Wait there a order.
0: minute. Wait a minute before you you have friends still after you voted for Joe Biden <laughs>
1: uh, yeah well a uh, friend of mes so we'll call him that we'll get into that in a okay second. but go ahead
0: I didn't mean to interrupt I'm sorry
1: <laughs> no it's fine I mean uh, you know so obviously now I'm divorced and I'm back in the dating pool and I live in South Florida right and it's and it's South Florida is truly a magnificent place to live if you have a very global view because n- almost everyone is from somewhere else, whether it's a mm-hmm. different state or a different country. And it's a very Latin culture. Um, you know, people whose families, you know, maybe didn't necessarily come over here legally, but their intentions for coming here were the same as our ancestors who came over on a boat and didn't have to jump through hoops a hundred, 110 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of in the dating world, one of the first questions that always comes up, cause I'm a white guy, you know, it's, it, you look at me on the surface, brown hair, blue eyes, you know, driving a Jeep Wrangler. It doesn't get much whiter than that. Right. And, um, you know, the question is always, who did you vote for?
0: And uh, Is it really? Do they ago, ask you that? Is that like a dating question now? It is. It wow. is. Wow. But, but here's the thing. I get it. I, I
1: Ten years ago, I would not have gotten it. And I would have been like, this is absolutely stupid. You're attracted to me. I'm attracted to you let's get absolutely hammered and hope we don't need plan B later. Oh, um, and, and that, but that's not the case, especially dating in your thirties. Um, it, you know, people are at, and, and the question, the point of bringing this up is the question actually does mean something. Um, because there are probably less U S citizens living in Miami than there are U S citizens. There are people that have come to this country and done the hard work to get here. Um, because there is promise and there is want and they don't want to be associated with someone, uh, who through their narrow goggle lenses just doesn't get it.
0: Sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. And,
1: and that's what, and that's what differentiates the voting choice piece here in the country, because I have a lot of friends and look, this is knock on, um, you know, you are a result of how you were raised, right? Mm-hmm. And by God's grace, I was was born in New York City, right? So I Mm -hmm. I grew up with a very global view. Friends of mine that maybe grew up in the middle of the country and haven't had the blessings to travel the world, perhaps, they might not have that viewpoint. So as much as I fault them for not expanding their viewpoints on why people do things in in the age of information, if you want to call it that, um, I, I, I also understand that, the roots determine where a tree grows, Mm. you know, and it's, and and it's very unfortunate, but I think we are getting to a point as a country uh, where it doesn't really matter where someone planted the roots to your tree. uh, You know, we live in such a mobile society uh, that you have no choice and you really shouldn't have a choice. You have no choice, but to acclimate and understand that, you know, the racial division and the undertones, and eh, there's no reason for it, number one. Uh, But number two, it's just, it's disgusting.
0: Well, and I agree with you. Um, We're definitely in this rural America versus urban America war. You know, everyone Mm -hmm. talks about civil war, but it's more like a Cold War, because it's really two people it's two groups that are so different that's throwing each other's propaganda okay i shouldn't say it like that i should say the the trumpism propaganda throws it out a lot and and i'm not saying the democrats are perfect trust me they're not they're, they're not all, they're everyone knowledge. everyone's they're politicians people they're, they're there's always a shady side to them that's why they're polit- normal people are not politicians you know right. you have to have this level of being able to persuade and trick and all that shit. But I I do believe in, whenever I see like Trump people, they're like, oh, America's the greatest place on the planet. I'm like, well, first of all, I'll agree with you a little bit, but first of all, you don't have a passport and you've never left fucking Missouri. Right. So you don't even know, it, you know, you're bashing California. You've never even been there. California's fucking great. It's beautiful. Sure. It's very expensive and you have to make $17 million to rent a one bedroom apartment, but still it's beautiful. The weather's great. Like, so I do get frustrated when I see them on TV and I'm like, first of all, you don't even have dental because you have one tooth in your mouth and you know, you don't have a passport and you've never left the country. So explore the world and you will have a completely different outlook on what you think is great you'll have you'll you'll actually appreciate america more if you see more other parts of the country other parts of Absolutely. the world other parts of the world i remember and i've shared this story so many times i remember i always was told the F- french in france are nothing but assholes all the time all the time and so when i went to france i was in a bread shop you know because they have bread shops cheese shops you got to go to 10 shops just to make dinner and yeah. I was sitting in this cheese store and this woman from, uh, I don't want to pick on them, but she was from the south of America, from the United States. And she was like, I don't know why y'all don't speak English. I speak English. I don't know what for Madge is. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're the assholes. Yeah. we're the ass oh and it, it was almost like this light bulb went off in my head i was like oh wait a minute we're the assholes coming into a country demanding they speak our language that was like the first time i'd really been to europe and i it really changed my entire outlook
2: yeah
1: um and that goes directly back to the point uh you know my roots analogy right uh if you've never been forced to experience it and learn it then and if you've never gone off the tourist trap trail either uh you know in many of these countries you know you think about France there there's there a lot of nationalist pride in that country mm-hmm. rightfully so it's an amazing culture with amazing history you know <laughs> and and they do something great and that is you know take an axe to their leaders every 50 to 150 years or so when things start getting screwed up um <laughs> By the way, Secret Service, I don't mean that literally. Well, uh, you know, you I, I
0: I think France has re redone their constitution a couple times because they've they realized have. they've realized. Oh, wait a minute! Are you telling me something written in 1776 doesn't apply to 2020? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. That's <laughs> not the same well, world, that, and, and
1: that's the exact reason the same why world. Concord
0: Square is so famous.
1: What is Concord Square famous for? French Revolution. Oh. The, 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 Concord Square at the end of Champs de I mm-hmm. uh, butchered the pronunciation, so I apologize. But yeah, Concord Square—that's the French Revolution. That is what that is famous for.
0: Right. I'm sorry. I was drunk in France, and all I remember was drinking cheese, eating drinking cheese, and eating wine. That's all I did. Um, I
1: did a lot of that too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now let me ask you: um, You were okay with Joe Biden coming on the ticket? What was your first instinct when you heard Kamala? was put on the ticket
1: i mean i have uh, i have law enforcement background and her policies don't always uh blend uh, you know am i saying oh you know it's all roses and uh and tulips in that environment no definitely not <laughs> as a but uh i i think that she is a little extreme okay. uh, do you mean to the left? I, yeah, okay. uh, and, and you know, maybe some of that the uh, you know, I apologize in advance, slightly anti-California bias. I am mm-hmm. a New Yorker. Um so that's going to exist in every level. Um but I think the, the try, like for example case in point, right? Um wanting police officers for example to have the whole uh you know, whole personal culpability for things that are accidental. Are there things that are intentional or are there police tactics that are just completely thrown out the window? And we we've seen it, you know, with, with body cams, you know, we've seen it, we've seen a lot of bad shoots and a lot of bad situations really come to the surface. And it's really escalated the movement of the country to change things and make things right. Finally. Um, but uh, I, I, you know, when a police officer makes a decision, in a split second, you know, there are times where that decision's not going to be right. And to hold them criminally liable, I, I have a little bit of an issue with that. Because no cop, that I know anyway, wakes up in the morning with the intention of walking out there to be a jackboot asshole. There are a lot of, you know, you know former bully victims out there in the world, too. Um, I just, you know, no one goes out there with the intentions to kill people. And, uh, and not understand the depth of the, what happens with the decisions that you make when you're in uniform either. Uh, you know, on the paperwork that I had to fill out, and I, you know, I, was, I wasn't even full-time. I was, you know, a reservist, an auxiliary officer. Um, you know, in the application process, there is a, and it is a block letters, block letters in the county agency that did all my hiring background for that stuff. Do you have any religious, moral, or otherwise obligations for taking a life to protect another? And yes or no. There is no writing answer or justifying it. That's it. You know, and and that question stopped me. And I think it stops most people that have to answer a question similar to that um, when you do. Because if you did just scribble right past it, you probably don't need to be in that job or in that role anyway, right?
0: Well, Um, right. I guess. I, um, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not on the defund police band bandwagon. I actually am the guy who thinks actually we need to put more money. They, they, into There their- needs to be reform. Well, def- absolutely. Like when I found out that like, and, and I guess you know, your ignorance is bliss. And when I realized like, oh oh yeah, they you know a lot of them just go through police academy for what six months and then they're out there patrolling the world. And, you know, it takes doctors 10 to 12 years to be, to have their job and to be able to know what they're doing. And then I realized like, wait a minute, like, yeah, you've got people, you know, oh, I'm having a mental breakdown and the police come and then they don't know how to deal with it. And then they shoot you and you kill you when you really are just having a mental break and you need a psychiatrist. There's so many levels of that. And then, when my head exploded off my shoulders, and I'm not saying this to, like, minimize all of the people who have been killed by police in the last whatever, but when that cop, I, and I'm so sorry, I don't remember his name, I don't remember exactly where it was, but that cop shot that dude in the back seven times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, am, I was like, oh, 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 oh my God. Because at that point I thought, I remember and I was having a discussion with a friend and it got fucking heated because my friend was kind of like, well, we don't know what happened. And I was like, bitch, listen to me. Seven fucking, you had to pull, he had to pull that trigger seven times. I have shot a gun. I shoot a gun once and I panic. Yeah. This dude shot the gun. Who go- and I sat there with my friend and I was like, watch this, One, two, three four, five, six, seven in someone's back. I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. So that is why people are so like, they. it's not one situation. I think it's everything. It's like when you finally get divorced and your spouse says, wait a minute, I just forgot to put the glass away. And you're like, no, bitch, it's everything you've done. And then this glass was it.
1: Yeah, no, and and, and absolutely. You're, you're, you know people are not wrong uh no no reaction at a large scale in society like that occurs for no reason bottom line right anyone that's uh, anyone that's out there that says that uh you know all of it's unfounded is just they're out to lunch and they're toeing a the line that's um you know but what i would think that people need to do is we need to spend a little bit more time on a case-by-case basis, really truly looking at facts, because there are other times um, where the circumstances that lead up to a moment or a piece of evidence, if you will, uh, you know, that no pun intended triggers an event aren't immediately made available. Um, And there are true, serious ramifications on both sides of that decision tree. What the officer does and then what society does to react, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think as a people, both in uniform and as civilians that are, you know, standing for what are their rights as human beings and citizens, uh, we need to really, truly calculate on what the potential results of an action are, as well. Uh, that's really the important piece, you know. When it's time to when it's time to burn that. Use my language, motherfucker down. It's time to burn the motherfucker down. But right. there are times where it's not. You know, And we need to be more rational.
0: When everyone was burnt, when the protest, you know, and I've had to have this conversation with many people, and I, I don't know where you're on the fence, but there is a difference between protesters and rioters.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay,
0: good, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Because I had to have no, conversations absolutely. with people, and they're like, these rioters. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's two different things. There's people protesting, um, There's people protesting peacefully, and then there's rioters. And it's two different groups of people.
1: Yeah, and and that's the big problem with social media, though, is you give, I mean, 30 years ago, and this is where social media is great and and it's bad, right? It's great because we have immediate effect with respect to the truth coming out in situations that didn't exist when you and me were younger. <laughs> um, I'm not going to age Oh, I'm way
0: older than longer. you. I am way I older than you. But go ahead. I know. And I you know, know it's but my but birthday. I don't want
1: to make myself feel old either. My birthday is next week and I'm feeling it.
0: Mine is the, um, da- <laughs> mine is the day this episode airs. So there you go. <laughs>
1: That's right. We're both Scorpios. Yes, we um. are. <laughs> um, but my, my point is, it, it social media gives uh, leverage and opportunity to people that aren't necessarily out there for the right reasons, you know, because there are, you know, you have the anarchist factions that right. you know, go out there and, and, and they're doing things. And look, it's on the left and the right, they have there are people that go out there and embed themselves um, allegedly in the name of something to do things that create a negative You know, uh, vein of impression. Um, But look, you're breaking a Nissan dealership's windows. Are you, I mean, what did Nissan do to you? That's that's the bottom line. Oh yeah,
0: I don't agree with rioting. But I'll be honest, when was it that the riots, like when was shit like burning down? Was it like June and July? July, right? Yeah, it was July. I remember watching on the news in Denver and they were fucking tearing Denver up. And I was just sitting there and I was like, you know what? I don't agree with this, but I also can understand how angry they are. I've been angry in my house in my younger days and I've thrown shit and I've broken many fucking glasses and dishes. And, you know, I was trying to put myself in their predicament. It, I, I'm the same way with abortion. If I had a uterus, I probably wouldn't have abortion, but I, I can understand if you have one. You know what I'm saying? Well, so I was, sitting well, I, there, yeah, because... I was sitting there thinking, like, I wouldn't go smash the Prada window store, but I understand how angry someone can get who's not in control of their emotions when they feel like their lives are in danger doing yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I, I, and that's where, you know, you can't take credence entirely away, uh, you know, we constantly revert back to this whole act like a human thing, and yes, uh, you know that that is the preferred and appropriate route. But there are times where that just doesn't get results. The letter writing campaigns only go so far. Politicians, you know, politicians react to money. We you vote, we vote with dollars as much as we do ballots in this country, right? So right make a monetary impact on the country and uh you will get results that's that's the reality
0: that is true all right we've talked about um i want to get back to this election though because i could talk about that for days but i want to get back you you just mentioned ballots what are you thinking being someone who actually voted for donald trump because i kind of put you into that like oh you've been in that cult now you're out of it so because i think it's a cult
1: um, oh, no, it is. I mean, I mean it, 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 when
0: I see some fucking lady crying on the news because he lost and she's wearing a, um, I, I saw this dude wearing a Donald Trump jacket the other day. I was like, this isn't North Korea, ladies and gentlemen. Like, like, you shouldn't be that in love with your... Like, I don't fucking... I'm not wearing Joe Biden underwear. Okay, maybe I would because his first name is my name. But you don't see me... Buying a Kamala Harris fucking bra, which will probably come out at some point. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I don't understand that. So how are you right now processing all of this like, oh, there's a there's election fraud and I won? Like like he's he's doing some damage and some scary shit to democracy right now. What do you think of that?
1: Ah, uh, I mean I really, truly believe that in his petulant and very childish ways, uh, him personally, directly, I do not put it past him that he does something that finally that does, uh, you know, breach the level of, you know, criminal negligence, uh, you know, something either at a constitutional level or at a fraud level himself to try to vindicate. Vindicate and justify himself because he is all about himself. He is not about America, and he's not about former John. And uh, you know, I knew that voting for him. But again, we won't circle back to that right now. It was you know that was referendum a lot of other things and you know canceling out certain other things that didn't want to happen. But uh, I just don't think that people really truly grasp that or see that there's this blind zealot population. That is just, you know, this guy says the things that I want to say, but I can't say because I'll get fired and I can't afford to get fired. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> he can do it. So he's their voice.
2: Yeah.
1: He's their, you know, and they truly don't understand. Well, here's the bottom line. Like people, people go out there and they're like, oh, well, you know, like for example, the you know, the Biden tax plan, right. And this is, uh, you know, look, if I were making north of 400 grand a year, I'd probably be a little bit pissed off because I like my money too. I don't make that much of it though. Right. So it doesn't really truly affect me. But most people don't even understand that that tax rate increase isn't on the whole $400,000 a year. If you make $470,000 a year, it's on that last 70 grand. Your tax bracket isn't really changing that big. And everyone goes, oh, well, it's going to detract from you know jobs, this, that, and the other thing. Not necessarily. The job's just, slide around right you don't you don't you don't ever truly lose jobs right if you're looking at jobs as jobs they change places right the Mm -hmm. guy that was drilling in an oil well his job is now at the tesla factory doing qc on a battery there's a new job there that guy might not not have that skill set right but that's not society's fault
0: Isn't that what Hillary Clinton said, though, in 2016? She was like, yes, coal's going away, but we'll have programs so you can educate yourself and have new jobs because there'll be new jobs. There'll be tech jobs like that message has already been put out there. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it has to do with what you said earlier is a lot of people will vote against their own well-being because Donald Trump. Is the king of assholes, and he is the one who gets up there and he tells you you don't have to be sorry for feeling this way. You don't have to be sorry for being a racist. You don't have to be sorry for this or that or that because look, I'm not, and I'm the president.
1: Yeah, uh, and that's great if you're in a private therapy session, but you have to buy <laughs>
0: <to his laughs> exactly like that's what you pay your therapist for. I don't want to see that from my president on television, but yeah, it's it's the you know, I'm so fascinated, I'm really fascinated with the psychological brains of the average Trump supporter, The not the one who is worth $17 billion, so a vote, of course they're going to vote for him because, hello, they don't want to be taxing all their money. I'm so fascinated with the person that works at Subway, and I'm not, I listen, I order Subway, I'm not against Subway. But the person, yeah, everyone's who, got to do a job to survive. Everybody so. has a job, but it's the person that works at Subway who's screaming, oh, they're going to raise my taxes. I'm like, honey, you don't own the Subway. Right. You know, no, but they're not raising your taxes. Like you don't make over $400,000 a year. Like it, you're going to be okay. You're, you're the, you're the, you're us. You are, you know, there's, there's so many of these, these people who are really like us, but they follow this king it's really like marie antoinette serve them cake and they're just eating all his cake which sounds disgusting
1: <laughs> it, 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 you're you're not wrong
0: though that, which that, i know that, i'm it, not it, wrong whose show is this no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> it's funny. that's funny that's uh no but you're right
1: and that's that's what i struggle to wrap my head around um You know, it's one thing to vote on political ideology, which is generally speaking, unless someone uh, makes some seriously grave errors at the House Senate or further down local level, uh, I will generally vote on party lines in that sense. But when you come to the caliber of the president of the United States, you are the image that some kid that lives in poverty in you know, the most remote parts of a country like India or Bangladesh and doesn't have access to the same luxury as we do. You're the image of America that that person has growing up.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. Oh yeah.
1: And that is, that, that is a very big deal because you're not, because it's not just, I don't give a crap who, because I don't know what the, what the, uh, the Prince of Luxembourg's name is. Right. And I doubt many people do. right? Right. Um, But almost everyone knows who the president of the United States is. Oh, of course. Prime Minister of the UK, right? Right. So you are speaking for 350 million people, plus those that are unaccounted for in this country. There is a standard you have to rise to, period. End of
0: sentence. Absolutely. And we now are the laughing stock of the world. Yeah. So, you know, I was saying this to my husband the other day, I was like, I don't know who's going to be the new secretary of state, but boy, do they have a new, they have a very difficult job because they have to go, they have to go back out there in the world and say, hi, I'm sorry. We fell and hit our head for a couple of years, but we're back.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: You know, and it's scary. Uh, What's scary is because listen, uh, you know, we can pretend everything's you know, roses and daffodils, uh you know, around the world. But we do have some real geopolitical threats that we need to militarily and economically, uh, you know, kind of keep controlled, whether it be China or mm-hmm. Russia. Um, but, uh, you know, you think about like Europe, for example. Europe has traditionally, uh, you know, when we're not going over there and fighting their wars for them, um, been huh. our greatest ally over the 244 years that our countries existed. In one way, shape, or form, and we've done things uh, that have pushed their trade habits into the arms of Russia. And it's not that their people don't deserve to be prosperous and uh, you know and enjoy wealth and health and whatnot. Uh, but the world is dog eat dog at that very high level economic, and there are real economic impacts to us losing value from trade partners like that. And Donald Trump has very much turned Europe off and, you know, open that door, that economic door with, uh, you know, Russia because now you don't have to put it on a boat or an airplane, <laughs> put it on a truck or a rail car and it's there. Which, which, which hurts us. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly my point. Right. So, you know, I keep going back to these unintended uh, impact that the way Donald Trump carries himself as an individual and there are huge life lessons for ourselves as people you know we may not all be world leaders but you know uh, the, the way we carry ourselves with certain people in our and our viewpoints and our action points you know have very real results we don't necessarily think about um and and, and we're going to see that as a country with respect to him right. uh Joe Biden's not the easy button you know he was the you know, erase previous history, but we still gotta rebuild that track.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you you had said something earlier, like we're not just gonna wake up on January January twenty first and everything's gonna be roses. You know, absolutely not. This country is at an internal like war on like their morals. Yeah. And yeah. we're so divided to about everything and now like you said about when you go on a date who did you vote for that's like the new norm now because it's like i'm gonna i have to i'm gonna judge you on who you voted for and it wasn't like that in like the 2000s like people did not like george bush and i actually voted for george bush in 2004 you know people did not like george bush and now everyone's like jesus christ i would do anything to have george bush back <laughs> yeah yeah
1: you know, for years, people mocked me about that because I actually am a very big fan of the Bush family. You um, love
0: Bush. <laughs> How? Oh, listen, do, listen you can't say that and not expect me to say that back. But go oh, ahead. Uh,
1: you know? <laughs> oh, God,
0: I hate I Bush. You get, you, get you. In, you get those hairs in your teeth, and then, oh, God, you're drinking them for weeks. No, thank you. But go ahead. Ah,
1: it's okay. Flavor saver, man. Don't All right,
0: enough. Weeks. We have respectful people that listen to this show. <laughs> We're not, listen, listen, it's funny because I know respectful people that listen to this show and I'm like, I don't know how they listen to this show because I'm a monster, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, on, a, on a Monday night, who would have thought? Uh, who oh, no, of course, I, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the reality is, is when you look at things in the sense, like we really, we have jumped the shark as a country and it started, and I don't say this in a negative connotation against Obama because God, I would have taken him for a third term over friggin' Trump at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, 2008 is real. When, uh, when Obama was elected, that that same <sighs> population sect that is absolutely religious for Donald Trump. That is when they became the vocal minority mm-hmm. that brought about Trump. Right. Because oh, yeah, absolutely. when, because when you call, when you look truly at the root of that situation, right, it wasn't about the Democrat. It was about a black man being in office um, for that particular Scared and, that. and like And like a fire, like a fire in, you know, the brush land, it spreads because now people take this ideology and they tack on their ideology viewpoints. or people, you know, the savvier politicians, they grab that and they go, yeah, that and this and eventually you get this snowball effect, right? And, and I truly believe that that was the catalyst moment. And I don't really think that there's a way to go back from that entirely. Um, unfortunately as a country, um, because we've just kind of given root to this ability to, for people to really go unchecked with extreme viewpoints on the left and the right, uh, you know, and, and, you know, free will to change things because they don't personally agree with it, not because it's, it has a bigger moral benefit for society.
0: It's you almost, know? yeah, it's almost like, as I said earlier, like, I love the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. You know, listen, I'm not running for Supreme Court. I don't need to know them all. I need to know the ones mm-hmm. that matter the most to me. And, right. um, but there's, it's like a double-edged sword because that gives... <laughs> the crazy fuckers out there, the ability to say whatever they want too, because if I can say whatever I want, they can say whatever I want, whatever they want.
1: Right. And that's, uh, you know, and that's where, you know, circling back to your point, uh, we've really kind of hit a new level of country. And even if you look at the electoral map as it stands right now, while, you know, Georgia and Nevada and Alaska are waking up and trying to fast forward from 2018 to the current year, um, (laughs) <laughs> you, you you look at that electoral map and you truly do see, you, you see how divided this country is, but how close it is also, right? Yes. Because, where, where you?
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm getting because
1: our our Because, the, I mean, the voting turnout was absolutely, truly amazing on both sides of it, which shows that there are people that pay attention and do give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, 98% of the population, we are the same people and we have the same values and we want the same things. How we go about it is drastically different. And that is the only difference.
0: I was shocked. I was shocked. So, I, okay, wait a minute. Before I even say about me being shocked, I ex- this is what I expected and I told my husband this. I said, I think Biden's gonna win. But I also, but I don't believe Donald Trump will believe it. And he's going to do everything in his power to try to steal the election. Oh, yeah. Now, what I was so shocked about was that more fuckers voted for him in 2020 than voted for him in 2016. That surprised me because we've all lived in the same country for four years. And my husband had to explain to me, But you don't understand, he speaks to them. He says the things that they want to say. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and the fact that more people, because, you know, more black people voted for him in 2020, more women voted for him and more gays, that I don't understand, but more gays have voted for him, Latinos, like, and my husband's like, well, because more people voted, that's what's going to happen more people vote, you're going to get these small groups getting more because they came out to vote. People in 2016 that were like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter if I vote. Because, you know, these people have that mentality of, oh, I'm not going to vote because it doesn't matter. And I think in 2020, they realized, especially the black Americans realized, oh, shit, if we vote, we change shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, and this goes back, again, this goes back, though, to the Obama administration. People, you know, uh, you know, he got elected on the backs of the hopes and dreams of, you know, population in our country's history uh, was marginalized. Um, and, and they understood that they finally understood that there was a reason to use their power. Uh, and that's one of the great things that I think is, uh, has occurred because of this election on both sides of, you know, those train tracks is that I think people truly do understand as we sat here biting our nails for, three and a half days watching them, you know, in some, some counties that coming down to, you know, a hundred vote cast, a votes cast, uh, really kind of swaying things. Every vote did truly count at the electoral and the direct level this year. Um, and I, and I don't think we will turn back from that. I think that, uh, as long as there is divisiveness and there are people that think they're Trump or Ted Cruz or, you know, uh, you know or want to be you know socialist and communist and whatnot that we're going to see these types of turnouts and that's not a bad thing
0: No I um I always say vote I'm never going to tell you who to vote for I might judge you after but that's my business but I'm never going to tell someone who to what to, who to vote for but I am going to encourage people to vote because I hate the idea that somebody might think it doesn't matter if I vote but no it does that is that is the one thing that is so exciting about turning 18 is to have a say in how the country is run. Yeah.
1: And uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think the problem is, is that people, and look, I don't like AO, I think she's hot, but I don't like AOC because I think she's just a little too far off the, uh, off the ledge. Right. But a person, her story, is a really great it's like an
0: american story story. like she was a bartender and now she's in the house of representatives that's like what america's about right
1: well and that's exactly it and uh, but uh, but even more so than that uh you know when we talk about the vote and why it's important to go out there and vote one way or another i'm not going to marginalize the people that voted for her because if you look at her district right it's it's a district that generally speaking has a lot of poverty right mm-hmm. um, lower level of education in that you know maybe more people haven't completed college or even attended college right so there's all these factors that really create socioeconomic issues for them to, to up their you know quality of life in life uh, you know in a city as big and competitive as New York. And she speaks to them because she hears whether she lived it or not. And, you know, I, I, I'm guilty of this and I will still take that pot shot every once in a while at her when she goes too far off the, uh, off the reservation, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, she grew up, she grew up with a lot of privilege. She did not struggle growing up. She came from an upper middle-class family, but I do have to give her respect that she does understand and acknowledge the needs of the people that she's representing. And that's where the vote is important.
0: And that's her job, right? Isn't her job to represent the people in her district. So if you live in a district that is, those things aren't important to you, you might not think she's the best person for the job, but in reality, she's, she's representing her people. So she's doing a good job. And I'll, I don't know you know what? This is gonna sound, and I'm and I'm gonna lose so many gay points in a minute. But I don't even know her name. I just call her AOC, and I barely talk about her because she's she's kind of off my radar. I know who she is. Um, from my from the far left, I hear she's just basically sent down from heaven to save us. And then from the far right, she's basically have she's hiding horns on her head.
2: I mean, so, at a
1: national, po- at a national politics level, I think she's nuts. but okay. I get, wh- I, but I get why she has the job that she has, because I'm from New York and I know her district. I worked in Where's her, her district.
0: district? Where's her di- See, I don't know. It,
1: it, 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 she So she represents Queens and, uh, and Harlem and the Bronx. Oh, uh,
0: so like and Astoria around. Queens or
1: yeah, Jamaica. Yeah. And that, yeah, no, uh, all, all, all of Queens uh if i if i recall correctly i mean um i may be wrong actually but uh you know a large chunk of queens i know for certain the northern part of queens and the western part of queens in particular are her district and uh you know she's got an interesting you know cashment because you go to Astoria and it's it's kind of up and coming it's a little bit middle class mm-hmm. right but then you know, you go into, you know, other parts of the outer boroughs and, you know, people live in these tenement houses that, uh, you know, 90, 90% of the time the hot water doesn't even work because the landlords are absolute, you know. Your landlord's filter.
0: Jared Kushner, that's why. Oh,
1: no.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> I couldn't help myself. That dude like
1: the devil. Yeah. That dude sold his soul. I saw an up-close picture of him today, actually. Mm-hmm. I looked at him and I was like this dude's lips and skin are so freaking perfect there's no way he tra- he didn't trade his soul to the devil for this.
0: This is going to sound so. awful but he's Jewish and I think he would be the guy who would um tell say if it was 1940 he would be like um there's Jews living in that house don't hurt me but hurt them. Yeah, th- 100- That is the vibe he, I get from him. Like he would he would be like there's Jews in that house but don't hurt me. He would be the guy Hired by the Nazis to to call out where Jews are?
1: No, absolutely. Okay. He is an he is a total turncoat, which actually brings uh, brings a very interesting uh, point as we kind of get closer to wrapping up here. Um, oh, are you done? <laughs> no, no. I mean, if uh, I don't know if you are. You. I'm, uh, I'm, no, I'm I have some right more questions. To
0: to be, um, but go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Um, you know the the rats jumping ship thing is starting to happen you're starting to see that that turn uh occur and it's happening a lot faster than i thought it would uh you know both active members of the republican party and kind of the the conservative media today uh are starting to make its rounds on social media i know you're doing a lot less of that lately um but the white house press secretary uh, mm-hmm. Was kind of put out there on the pulpit uh, this afternoon, you know, for the four forty-five news dump type deal, uh, and really started railing off on live TV about mass voter election fraud mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. And Fox News was carrying it, and I didn't happen to watch it. Uh, I didn't watch it in person because I was, you know, fairly busy today. But uh, I mean, Neil Cavuto was on there, and I watched the tape, and he actually he you know, literally screamed over, over her broadcast and was like, take this off the air. This is garbage. This is absolutely disgusting. I can't in good conscious continue to show I you read this. that
0: I read that I read that. Yeah.
1: When you lose your voice box, the way that Donald Trump has and his administration has today, that that that's a very clear indicator that you were just a vehicle. Number one and number two you really don't have that support
0: do you think someone like her who basically like those are the people that i feel or i think have sold their souls to donald trump like there's something like like that girl and i don't what's her name see i'm terrible i've blo- i've already forgotten about that but it's been three days um what is her name what is the press secretary's name
1: I forget her name it's all, like so Kaylee
0: I just, Trump yeah,
1: McGarney McNe- or something yeah uh um, Kayla McNair, Mc uh Mc McEnny, right. I think it is
0: she literally and this is't she comes she just lies point blank, exclamation mark there's no mm-hmm. you you can't you can't even say well like no no the some of the things that come out of her a lot of the stuff like today like there's like massive voter there's no there's show us please please show us yeah you know it's not called fraud it's called fucking mail-in ballots it's right you are you are basically saying that hundreds of thousands a hundred million ballots are fraud but those are american votes like come on think about what you're saying people or do you think that they've just gone so off course that they can't even redirect at this point
1: I, that, that's really what it comes down to. And, and it also comes down to, you have to realize that we live in a society that is uh, the result of the ability to have immediate self-gratification and you can fix anything but, you know, gunshot wound to the head at this point in society, right? With technology. And because of that, people are emboldened and empowered to say and do what they want because I could fix it by hiring a lawyer or just deleting the post or this, that, and the other thing um so they react with emotion and they live with emotion as opposed to rationalization
0: well she's probably Um, afraid she's gonna lose her she's well not afraid she's going to she's like oh shit, i'm gonna lose my job they're all gonna i I mean that's how it works
1: well i mean i'm i'm looking at her bio right now this girl is two years younger than me which makes me feel like i've
0: done nothing
1: in life um well
0: listen (laughs) if you haven't sold your soul to donald trump you're doing great You are ahead of the her game, career, sir.
1: She's 32. Her career, her, her career in the mainstream is toast after today. You could say that. I mean, like it was just beginning, but now it is toast. After something like that, I'm not sure how the hell you recover because Donald Trump is just going to go down as one of the darkest points in our country's history, right. regardless. Well, and, uh, and, and
0: when you're speaking for Donald Trump and Fox News cuts you off, that's probably bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, where else did, I mean, how much further can you go? Who else is going to give you, give you validation. Alex Jones at Infowars? Come on. Brett Bart. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like, let's, let's get real here with society. Let's, let's, we, we've gone so, 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 so far past the extreme on the extreme. Like the extreme is scratching each other's asses at this point on both it's sides. too
0: much. No. You, you know, um, when George Bush left after his second term, he wrote one of the. He left so classy. One of the greatest. He left Obama a beautiful letter. Obama has talked about it. You know the, their uh-huh. inauguration. You know about. Can you imagine what it must have felt like for Barack Obama to hand over the keys to the country to Donald Trump? That must have been the hardest the hardest. Thing. I don't even like giving my keys to the cat sitter it's
1: it, 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 you know it's it's like giving you know your the freaking car that you worked your whole life to freaking you know to buy and enjoy and cherish to your frat house kid because you can't drive it anymore
0: right like it's terrible and I'm just sad I'm you know I was all excited this weekend that Joe won and I'm all and yes I'm excited also because we have the same name but that's not the, important but I had this sadness yesterday thinking that shit's not going to happen when it's time for, you know, there's usually that, hey, we're going to meet Obama met with Trump and said, hey, this is what's going on and blah, blah, blah. But the president right now can't even admit that he lost. And I kind of, and it makes me sad for America because this is a point where he could actually, like, is anyone sitting him down to say, hey, dude, listen, yeah, I know it sucks. You lost. It sucks. And you hate losing because- even in your mind soldiers are losers but we won't talk about that but listen like you lost it's okay you could go out on a high note and i just don't think it's gonna happen i and it makes me sad
1: it it, it, it's the you know it is really watered down you know one of the we hear it you know every every mouthpiece on the news you know, they talk about the peaceful transition, right? And peaceful transition will exist because it, because the reality is if Donald Trump doesn't walk out of that White House willfully, uh, the sergeant at arms is going to put a, you know, in a, a stick or a glock in the small of his back and say, let's go, dumbass. Um, but that's about, the, that's about the extent of what you're going to get from him. He's 74 years old and he acts like he, he's 11 and he carries himself like he's 11 and that's the unfortunate reality but in that context i think we're really just it's a speed bump in the road i i
0: you're not thinking too much about it you're not are you worried about are you worried about the next 72 days of what he could possibly do I, i
1: i'm definitely afraid that he is going to create some political booby traps and maybe do some things with policy that are going to be very hard to reverse I mean, uh, you know, you can only do so much with an executive order, but you could do a lot of damage to society with, a, with an executive order also uh, in a very short period of time. Um, I definitely worry about that. Part of me is just hoping that he is, you know, waffling back and forth between looking at a rope and a really high pole someplace and how the fuck to carry on for the next 72 days, knowing that it's done and it, no matter what he does, uh, there's. You know, there's nothing he can do about it, but yeah, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't worry about him doing things that could have either dramatic economic impact or, I mean, look the the way our constitution is written, there's certain who's to say he doesn't gin up a wag the dog scenario where, you know, he doesn't create some sort of a conflict that creates military action. You know, it's a it's a sidetrack, right? You know. Um, I'm not saying, you know, that's probably an extreme and it probably won't happen. But honestly, with a person
0: like him, kind of got to keep it in the realm of possibility. Right, (laughs) right. There's nothing there's nothing that, you know, at this point, after four years, five years now, since he's if you take into account running for president in 2016, um, there's not there's not much off the table that he wouldn't do because it's his ego. And somebody just needs to tell him, listen, dude, you're going to have so much time to go on your rallies because your your fans aren't leaving. His fanatics are still staying They're They're still going to fly their Trump flags. They're still going to believe his rhetoric. They're going to still go to his um, rallies. He'll be able to charge. He's going to be like Oprah. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. And that's the thing. I mean, if he, just, when he's not being charged by New York City and in court all the time.
1: And I think that's really, truly, uh, uh, you know, when you look at why he ran for office, uh, he ran originally for office based on ego to see if he could do it and didn't probably believe that he could actually do it, right,
2: mm-hmm.
1: initially, which is why the entire cabinet thing that we have talked about before uh, manifested itself. But now it's really about he has put himself to such a level but I do truly believe that uh, at some point, he, there, there's some criminal issues that are going to manifest themselves that he's going to have to deal with and face as a civilian that he doesn't constitutionally have to deal with while he's in office as the president of the United States. Right. Yeah. So, he
0: um, he should have just not ran because he he kind of fucked his life up running because when he's yeah. out, he's going to wish he was never president
1: absolutely absolutely Uh, you know he says that he's going to leave the country uh, oh yeah
0: doesn't that when i heard that ryan i thought to myself oh god the true patriots in this country the true amer and when i say true patriots and true americans i'm being kind of i don't know what's the word cunty uh about donald trump it's because you know they think that they're the most patriotic americans and yeah when he said i might have to leave the country i thought that's going to piss them all off. But no, it doesn't.
2: <clears throat>
0: you know
1: what? If any of them follow suit, and, you know, I, I'm going to get so much shit from some of my more conservative friends, it is what it is.
0: Well, Thank I just you. dropped the C word, so I think it's fine. No, I mean, but honestly,
1: like, if there are people that, uh, you know, believe in him and believe that they're such patriots, that if he leaves the country, they would do it too, and they have to follow suit. And there probably are a select few that probably would been good ridden um because you know if you're a bad apple for the country you're a bad apple for my party i am still a registered republican i make no bones about that i still i i'm still gonna vote on merits but i am going my fundamental values as much as they're human um also work on the economic level. That's where I'm a conservative. So I will continue to vote that way. Mm-hmm. But that, oh, yeah. this isn't this isn't conservatism. This is not conservatism. Well, this, this isn't
0: is, the Republican Party, Ryan. This is not the populous. Republican Party. It's, it's the Trumpism. It's,
1: it, well, it's popular it, It's a it's a populist viewpoint and it's a populist movement inside the Republican Party. It's like a and cult
0: personality situation.
1: Well it is. It's like what uh, what was the name of that movie that Sasha Baron Cohen did uh, where you uh, say right. you know "quote" unquote, no where he was the Middle East dictator um, Oh
0: god. And, I don't even remember. Yeah, that I
1: word. mean it was a flop it was a flop of a okay. movie but it came out after Bruno um it came out after Borat and Bruno but it was like you know he was a populist dictator right that okay. ran oil rich country and uh and, and, and that's what Trump kind of reminds me of because he just, you know, when someone says no, they're fired and they're only fired because you can't kill them.
0: <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Don't say it like that. But you know, I'm trying, I'm looking up that movie. You said it came after Bora. It wasn't Bruno. Was it? The, oh, no, it was a movie called, after that. it was called the dictator. Yeah. Yeah. It was called the dictator. I don't remember ever seeing that. <laughs> I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, um, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, movie poster, which is funny. He's standing on a cam. He's sitting on a camel. But yeah. Um- yeah. I'm- Go ahead. It, I mean, like, there's a scene where he's competing in the quote-unquote
1: Olympic trials, right? And his competitor from his country that he's the leader of next to him takes off in front of him, so he shoots in the stomach and then wins by default.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That reminds me of when Trump comes on and in a straight face says, my doctor says I'm healthy and I only weigh 220 pounds or 270 pounds or whatever. And I'm like, I know a lot of 275 people and they don't look that big.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... (laughs) When you're hunched over, bro, uh, I don't know, man. You look like one of the aliens from the movie Men in Black right now. You now have you lost pounds.
0: Have you've mentioned a couple of times, like, oh, my conservative friends who listen to this, they might be mad. Have you worried about losing friendships? Have you lost any friendships?
1: I um yes and no, directly and indirectly. Um, on Facebook I've really kind of removed politics from my life there because it was just a great stressor, like I just, you know, stupid stupid memes and a little bit of aviation news. On Twitter, um, you know, I've been very bold, however, and, you know, I'll get these messages like, what are you doing and blah, 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 blah. And I just noticed that certain people that have really kind of been staples in friendship over the last 10 years of my life have distanced themselves a little bit from me. And in the grand scheme of things, if, you know, the human to human, friendship and loyalties and, you know, being there for each other when we needed each other um, before, you know, I, I kind of had a divergence of viewpoints wasn't enough to keep our friendships. And it's, it's not something I'm going to pursue to save either.
0: I respect that. And I'm sad to hear that. And, you know, this is a whole new, th- this is a new thing for me because I can remember in 20, in 2004, Was it? Yeah. 2004, when I voted for George Bush the second time, I got a lot of flack from my friends. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was just like, I don't like John Kerry and I don't think he's strong enough and we're in the middle of a war and I'm not going to vote for John Kerry. But I never lost any friends. Or they were never like... Oh, you've done something so outrageous that we can never forgive you. I even talked about it in my book, one of my books that I voted yeah. for George. Bush. And it was like this secret that I was like I'm going to have to share this secret because I wanted people to know it's okay like if you're a re- like if you're a Republican And you've always voted Republican and Donald Trump is the ticket. It's okay not to vote for him. And that's, I was like, listen, I've always been a Democrat and I voted once for a Republican. You can do it. You're not going to (laughs) die.
1: Yeah. And look, here's the thing. It's about dignity and it's about self-worth as much as it is national, you you, you know, the national good. Um, because uh, honestly, sometimes you got to cut, sometimes you got to cut a toe off to keep walking. Right. Yeah. Um, like, uh, but like I think about like, you know, my grandfather, my, my paternal grandfather, I mean, this guy, 84 years old now and just absolutely tough as nails. He's came back from the deathbed a million times. They amputated
2: his leg
1: earlier this year. Right. Mm Um, because because he had gotten gangrene in on one of his feet because he's had some circulation issues and you know he couldn't walk couldn't and walk, couldn't walk and walk uh, and you know so they amputated his leg and he says no fuck that I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get a prosthetic I'm learning to walk again this guy is walking again right okay. and oh wow the reason why I, the reason why I bring this up um, is because sometimes you got to amputate a toe to save the body and uh, in terms of my political ideologies. You know, I'm going to I'm going to have to pinch my nose and eat the bag of shit for a little while because, uh, you know, because there are going to be policies that I'm absolutely certain I'm going to diverge on with, with with respect to Biden. And I think he's a one term president. Camilla Harris has the ticket for the Democrats, uh, you know, in 2024. Um, I, I, fully believe that I don't say, I, I, you know, Biden knows he's just a reset button. Oh, of no course he, he
0: again. can't, dude, dude. Oh my God. And when I drop the dude, you know, it's serious. Yeah. He came out of fucking retirement to save our country. Exactly. Like, He came. This motherfucker should be chilling out with his wife, drinking martinis, and doing nothing but being a grandfather. He had to come out of retirement to save us from a dictator.
1: Yeah, he's he's giving the last years of his life. Is what it really comes down to. Absolutely. When he finishes this term, he's going to be closer to ninety than not. Right. Well, he'll be eighty-two. He'll be eighty-two. He will be? Yeah, I thought he, he was almost up there already. No, he's, well, he'll
0: be 78 I, by January, so he'll be 82. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I was off by a few years. I mean, but you know, even for someone as
1: healthy as him, because I love that he friggin' jogged onto stage the other night.
0: I, I laughed. How at
1: many that. more years of enjoyment or, is, is he gonna have in life? Like, he's given up his last years for the country.
0: But he's gonna be the I guy who that. saves America from Donald Trump and that's from, like if i was retired right now and they you said hey joe come run for president you could you could beat Donald Trump i would do anything i don't i would be like drag me out there and just prop me up like bernie on weekend on bernies yeah weekend at bernie's you know, yeah
1: you know and i'm not going to agree with his policies all the time but he did what i needed him to do he got this scumbag out of office and and and, and he's going to force People that have been very vocal for him, if not that I want to suppress, it was because look, everyone's entitled to their message—good, bad, or, or or ugly, right? Right. But people that have done things also that are, you know are very immoral. He, he, him being elected is going to force accountability, and that's yes. a really important thing um, because there are a lot of people in his circle of his campaign that were able to kick shit over their shit um, because they were in public office, whether it was appointed or Senator approved and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, they, 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 you know, Donald Trump's life might be over in a few years, you know, because he's up there, you know, he's not healthy. Um, but there are a lot of people from his cabinet that have an entire life ahead of them. They're going to have to answer for their decisions.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that you called him a scumbag because I love, calling him a scumbag. That's I actually, you know what though? I saved that word for Mitch McConnell. (laughs) I usually, that's how I refer to Mitch McConnell as a scumbag, but Ryan, before I let you go, we're going to play a quick round of let's get grounded, but I want to thank you for helping turn this around because you know, a couple like a month ago, no, not a month ago, two weeks ago, when that Amy handmaid's tail chick became a Supreme court justice, and we all know how she feels about the homosexuals. Mm-hmm. I, um, I went on this rant. I went on this thing on Instagram and I was like, right, If you voted for Donald Trump in 2016, I blame you for making me worry about my marriage. And I want to tell you, I still blame you, but <laughs> I love you. And I'm very glad you saw the light. And I respect that you will not agree with everything that Joe Biden says. And I will expect, and i respect that you don't like all of aoc's things that she says but i'm really glad that you had some integrity and said you know what i just can't do this anymore so thank you for that and many millions of people thank you also well
1: i appreciate that do it again look country and people first man that's, that's it.
0: right you know country over over party why did we lose that how did we lose that it's yeah, it's so fascinating. But um let's play Let's Get Grounded, where I ask you a question and then you answer it. So pick a number between one and a hundred.
1: Uh 46.
0: If you could okay, no, that's a good one. If you could have picked your own name, what would it be? Googly Elmo. Jesus Christ. Google me, what? Google me, Elmo, or Google me? No,
1: Googly Elmo, as in Googly Elmo Marconi.
0: That's what your name would be?
1: Yeah, for two reasons. One, because people would go, what the fuck? Like I just did, right? And that's that's an amazing icebreaker. And two, because most people don't realize that he is the founder of uh, what became RCA Electronics and basically the father of wireless communication.
0: Oh, it's a real person?
1: Yeah, Google Elmo Marconi.
0: Wow. Googley Elmo. Like like Google me Elmo? Am I high right now? Because that sounds like a high thing and I'm not high, so it's crazy. No,
1: it's a, it's a real thing when you when we uh come off the air, Google. <laughs>
0: no, I, I, Google. Google Google. Okay, how do you spell it? I'm looking it up right now. My assistant's doing it, which are my fingers.
1: <laughs> it's uh g-u-g-l-i-e-l-m-o
0: g-u-g-l-i there it is google mo googley e- googley google e-
1: elmo marconi uh, 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 uh,
0: uh, uh, he's an italian inventor an inventor
1: yeah oh yes. my god and, and ultimately the founder of rca everything i mean what we're doing right now exists because Guglielmo Marconi exists.
0: And I don't even know his name. I am so disrespectful.
1: <laughs> you have now had some learning, my friend. I learned something
0: new. Not, it wasn't just a conversation where I could bitch about Donald Trump. I actually learned something. See? Thank you, Ryan. All right, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'll let you go. And um, I appreciate you very much. Thank you, sir.
1: No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: All right, take care and be safe. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Grounded with Joe Thomas, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow the Instagram page at Grounded with Joe Thomas on, you guessed it, Instagram. Tell all your friends and we will see you next episode.